I'm Steve Dangle, and you're listening to Stick to the Pod. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of, for those of you that are superstitious, episode 12A. So here we are, recording on a Tuesday night. Uh, not because I'm still excited or buzzing from Sunday night's 4-2 victory over the Blackburn Hawks. It's more because I'm buzzing I'm going away in two days, and it's the only time I can fit it in. If you can't hear any crashing and banging, I can only apologise. That is the other half packing the cases in a mad rush, even though we've got all day tomorrow. But yeah, uh, let's get straight into the weekend's action. And Saturday's fixtures are Hull Jets versus the Nottingham Lions and the Witness Wild versus the Whitley Warriors. So unfortunately, I don't have any goal scorers for the Hull v Nottingham game. But it was a 5-4 victory on home ice for the Hull Jets. And this was after overtime. So the Nottingham Lions did take the Hull Jets all the way. And I think I have said in as well in a previous episode, I think teams who are starting to go there for the second time, um, or for teams who are playing for the first time but a bit later on in the season, teams going there for the second time will find it a bit easier. Uh, they'll know what to expect. Uh, and the the whole Jets will be will be a little bit worn out as well. Uh, the 17, 16, 17 games in, but I believe it was Nottingham's first visit. They'll have seen previous results and they'll know what was expected and, and how difficult a place it is to go. Uh, but Hull come out on the right side of a five four overtime victory. Uh, the next fixture, Witness Wild and the Whitley Warriors. I was quite intrigued by this one. Um, obviously, Witness had that crazy weekend last weekend of a. 10-8 victory in the cup and then a close loss in the league. Obviously, the week before they were they were hammered, and obviously it was interesting to see how the Warriors were going to bounce back after being hammered by the Stars on the Sunday. Uh, it was a five-one victory for the Whitley Warriors. Um, goal scorers was Lewis Crisp, Sean Kippen, McDonald, and Robinson. Um, two goals for captain. Sean Kippen, Skippy, uh, obviously a captain's performance leading the way there. Uh, and the ever-impressive Carl Carruth on the score sheet for the Witness Wild. be certainly interesting to watch him in the future. Uh, I know the, the guys up in Solway think highly of him. Uh, he's possibly a player that will go on to play a lot of games in the National League. But in his early years, I think a lot of two ways, we may see him on a lot of two ways, and he, he's getting his chance in Witness. So he's obviously getting that good morally conference experience behind him and you know what he's probably someone I'd like to see in Billingham very very talented player but yeah the Warriors back to winning ways uh, a 5-1 victory uh, on the road and yeah so that moves us into Sunday um, and we'll start with just reading through the fixtures first see so we know who's playing who on the Sunday it was the Billingham Stars versus the Blackburn Hawks uh, obviously, that was the first v third, I believe. Of can't remember now. First v third before the weekend. I think it might have been uh, the D side Dragons and the Sheffield Scimitars, the Nottingham Lions and the Witness Wild, and the Whitley Warriors against the Solihull Barons. Um, so a, t- a couple of top four games taking place on the Sunday, and we'll go straight into the D side fixture versus the Sheffield Scimitars was a 4-2 victory for the D-Side Dragons. I don't have any scorers, I'm afraid, for the Sheffield Summiters. Um, but as we say every week, your usual suspects are popping up for D-Side. Parry grabbing two, and Brody Jessen and Ross Kennedy also on 
the score sheets. On to Nottingham, the Nottingham Lions versus the Witness Wild. A 5-2 victory for the Witness Wild. Glossop and the ever-present Yoki Yama on the score sheet for Nottingham Lions. And the Witness Wild scorers, Money got three wrote down here in Carl Carruth, Reese Edwards and Bez Hughes. And there's that name again, Carl Carruth. Um, if he plays the remainder of the season for Witness Wild, I think we'll see a lot of his name creeping up. And I wouldn't be surprised, even if the Warriors try to nick him and try and get him into their into their goal, into their roster, because uh, he is someone who's scoring goals when playing. On to the second versus fourth, I think it was at the time. Could be wrong. Second v third. Can't remember what the league table was from last week's episode. But it's still a top four clash, nevertheless. Solihull Baron running out 7-4 victors over the Whitley Warriors. So on the score sheet for the Warriors was Simpson. Uh, doesn't play a lot of games for the Warriors. And this time round he has played and he's bagged the hat-trick. Harry Harley also on the score sheet for the Warriors as he is most weeks. And as for the Barons, two of you, three usual suspects are there. Otterson bagging a hat-trick. Webb, Phil Mackay obviously getting his goal. Shallons and White are the other goal scorers. Um, probably a result I expected. Um, I would have nothing. I would have would have loved the Warriors to, to cause an upset there. Uh, but a very close game. Uh, the Barons running out seven four, four victors. Obviously, Otterson uh, had a much better game than he did against Billingham the week before. Uh, bagging a hat trick, and pr- probably looking at that is the difference between the two teams. So yeah, that just leaves the one fixture left from last weekend, and that's the mightily impressive inform Billingham Stars at the moment. They had equal D sides, impressive eight victories on the bounce. And fortunately, four Billingham Stars have took this to now nine games on the bounce with a 4-2 victory over the Blackburn Hawks. Now, obviously, I I was a little bit privy of information before the game and I was a little bit nervous, missing James Moss, missing Rollins Grittens, and just as important as them two, missing Joe Dowdle, who's been a massive, massive defenceman for the Stars this year. Obviously, then I found out Adam Barnes was missing from the Hawks, so kind of equaled it up to a point with Barnes and, and Great Hands missing. But it was certainly a huge opportunity for the Hawks going into this game uh, to cause another upset. Um, as we know, the Hawks last time they visited um, earlier in the season, which was the, the, the Stars' last loss, uh, was to the Hawks. They Obviously, the, the Hawks took the win for it might have been 5-3 or 4-2 I think that was a two-goal game as well um, and this game kind of started the same way got an early goal they then got a very, very soft power play which they converted and gone 2-0 up and then, I don't know the crowd was a bit flat at the start of the game um, I don't know if there was just a few nerves around obviously missing some key players weren't quite sure what to expect from the Hawks because at times they've been great and obviously then they've lost games you'd expect them to win but the crowd just kicked into gear um, became a sixth man it was loud it was noisy and the, and the stars just got their game together um, and it, it was impressive to watch because um, obviously these lads are all on new lines um, you've got Joe Walls playing out of position in D who looks a natural um, you've got Ian Brown moving from second line to them playing with Elder and Sykesy, which then left Galloway on his own from the second line, missing Mossy and Ian Brown. So then two guys stepped up to that line. 
uh, and it was just fantastic to watch. They took the time to, to get going. Uh, they eventually settled in together. But yeah, um, very, very hard working, getting the job done performance. Uh, every guy on the ice knew the role. Um, the third line for the Birmingham Stars was absolutely immense. And it, it was probably the difference between the two teams, especially when it came to the second period. The second period, considering who the Stars were missing, were relentless. It was just wave after wave after wave of, of attack. And to be fair, I think the Hawks lost the legs. Now, they had a cup game the night before against the Edinburgh Capitals, which I believe they lost in overtime in the Northern League Cup. And I'm not sure if those fixtures are, are maybe starting to take a toll on them. They've obviously got the M56 Cup games to come as well, which could that could have an effect on them coming into the business end of the season later on in the new year. Um, now it might be help them get moment, momentum. It might put them get them on, get them on a roll, but it could also take the legs away from them. So it'll be certainly interesting to watch how the Hawks go uh, for the remainder of the season. I did see today there was some highlights out today of the Stars Hawks game, and there was one player that intrigued me the most, and that was the Stars' first goal. From where I was sat in the stands, for the life of me, it looked like it was a goal. It looked banging. So obviously I went back watched the replay, and you know what? It looked like uh, Mr. Dave Emerson made a big, big boo-boo on that one because um, it just doesn't look like it goes in at all. Which surprise when you watch the video as well and you watch Bobby Streetley's reaction, he has a better view of everybody and he just puts his head down and moves on like, all right, yeah, we've just con- I've been beaten, we've just conceded, let's just move on. So I was quite surprised at his reaction because he certainly had a better view of it than what Dave Emerson had. Um so yeah, uh, the Stars got the rub of the green on the first goal, but then it's probably a bit deserved swings and roundabouts because Dave Emerson's performances towards the Stars the past three games has nothing been diabolical. Um, but that's a story for another day. Um, on to the scorers for the game. Like I said, it was the Stars 4, Hawks 2. Michael Elder getting on the score sheet from the top line. Jack Emerson, who has been in scarily good form with an absolute top shelf ripper uh, that made it 2-2 James Helens made it 3-2 uh, with a great finish and then Tommy Spraggan making it 4-2 on the power play as well with another fantastic finish and the good thing about the Billingham Stars and it's not what I'm seeing from other teams is secondary scoring there's a lot of secondary scoring um, James Helens jumping in from day scoring goals Tommy Spraggan getting on the score sheet scoring goals Emerson is now on the score sheet weekly. Um, I know it's been Preston for a couple of weeks and all Lewis Hall's been back on the score sheet. Yeah, the secondary scoring and not just been reliant on the top line like Soli Olha with Yotson and Mokai boys, like Hawks are with Barnes and a bit like what D-side are with it with like Valusiak, Jessen and Andy McKinney. All wanting that top line or having that one guy who's scoring more than anyone. So yeah, uh, a good weekend for the Stars. Brings us into this weekend's fixtures. So Saturday sees Hull versus D-side. I think that'll be a great game. We all know how good Hull are on our mice. And just to see where D-side are at. Uh, they've had a bit of a wobble over the past couple of weeks. Or not being as dominant as you would expect them to be. So it's certainly a game that you'd be interested to keep an eye on. Nottingham Lions versus the Solihull Barons. Fully expect 
back the Barons' victory. Although I believe was this an overtime victory for the Barons last time out, so it was a close game. And the other game is the Sheffield Scimitars and the Witness Wild on the Saturday. Another close game. Uh, and probably worth keeping an eye out just to see how that goes. Because obviously them three are at the bottom on their own. Uh, the Lions, the Scimitars and the Wild. And then on to Sunday. D-side, home to the Lions. You'd expect an, an easy home victory. Again, for the Barons. Solihull are home to Sheffield. Another home victory expected there. Uh, the tie of the weekend. Like I said, mad things happen when these two teams meet. The Blackburn Hawks and the Whitley Warriors. And the Witness Wild and the Billingham Stars. Um, Stars have beat the Wild so far 9-1 and 12-2. So I'm sure the Wild will want to try and put down a marker. Unlike they did in previous games. So like I said there, the game of the weekend has to be the Hawks and, and, and the Whitley Warriors. Like I say, mad things do happen between those two teams. Big news in regards to one of those teams. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen seen it tonight. It is Tuesday. Tuesday night that I am recording this. I will try and get it out tonight, if not tomorrow. Um, so Tuesday the 12th of December. The Warriors have parted company with Carl Powell. Uh, this is so he can take up an opportunity with another team. And the big rumour is that other team, and this I don't believe it's been announced as, an, as of yet, um, but it might be by the time you listen to is he's meant he's the rumor is he's linking up with the Bristol Pitbulls, so that would be certainly interesting to keep an eye out for. No other news really to report. Nothing in Dop Stops won't be until the end of the week. Uh, so that information, uh, I'll be on a beat somewhere when that gets when that gets released. But I don't think of anything major that's happened. Only a game in Division Two which we'll get to shortly when I quickly go through the results of Division 2. Um, so what we'll do now is we'll jump straight into the morally table. Um, just let me scroll down quickly onto the cup. There has been a bit of a change. The D-side Dragons are now occupying that fourth spot. Not yet guaranteed. The Dragons have two games left on 16 points. And the Hull Jets have one game left on 16 points. And the Whitley Warriors have one game left on 15 points so more than likely the decent dragons will occupy that fourth spot um i don't think they're gonna catch the hawk i don't know who's playing who uh, i do know the warriors last game their last game is against the stars uh, and the stars have two games left one of which is a home game versus the warriors and the other game versus Sheffield Scimitars and they'll be completed the first two weekends of the new year uh, so we'll pretty much have the cup table all done and dusted by then with who is finishing where at the moment it does have the Solihull Barons in top spot haven't played a game more so they're on 24 points Billingham Stars 14 games 22 points the Blackburn Hawks 15 games 20 points Deside Dragons, 14 games, 16 points. Uh, and obviously, Hull Jets, 16 points. Warriors, 15 points. So the three definitely confirmed teams, the Barons, the Stars and the Hawks. Just how, who plays who is not quite yet decided yet. So moving into the league table then. Um, not a lot has is changing. Um, there is a, a couple of teams there, third, fourth and fifth, who are all battling it out for third and fourth basically to get that home advantage come playoff time and the bragging rights to say they finished top three top four or whatever 
So the Bellingham Stars are still top of the tree, 18 games played, 30 points gained for them. Four points ahead of second place, Solihull Barons, also 18 games played, 26 points. In third, currently with 20 games played, the Whitley Warriors, and that is 23 points. Blackburn Hawks in fourth, with 17 games played and 22 points. Deeside Dragons in fifth place, 17 games played also, 22 points. So, obviously, Hawks are ahead in that situation due to head-to-heads. In sixth place is the Hull Jets, 17 games played, 17 points. The Witness Wild in seventh, who dropped down who are a bit of a drop down from 6th, I should say. They got 10 points, 7 points adrift of 6th. And then Sheffield Scimitars on 16 games played with 7 points. And the Nottingham Lions, ninth with 7 points. Um, What I'll touch on here, because I haven't touched on it yet this season, is kind of the home and away form. Um, NHL Stats is a fantastic page. If you haven't checked it out, Go there, you'll get all the information you need. NIHLstats.wordpress.com So yeah, uh, Billingham Stars record, home and away. So they're 18-1 at home. Eight wins, one loss away from home. Seven wins, two losses. Solihull Barons at home, seven wins, one loss. Away form is the difference for them. Six wins, four losses. The Whitney Warriors... Home form of seven wins, four losses. Away form, four wins, four losses, and an overtime loss. Yes, that's correct. The Blackburn Hawks are six wins and three losses at home, five wins and three losses on the road. The Deeside Dragons are similar to the Hawks, six wins at home, three losses at home, away from home, five wins and three losses. Then we have the Hull Jets in six with their impressive very impressive home record which is seven wins one loss and one overtime loss and then the one thing that is letting them down the most they they're up there with one of the worst away records is one win seven losses witness wild are two and six at home two wins six losses and away from home three wins and six losses more wins that are away than they do at home. Maybe that home pressure is not doing them any good whatsoever. The Sheffield Scimitars are 2 4 and 1 at home. Two wins, four losses, and overtime loss. And the only team with a worse away record than the Hall Jets is the Sheffield Scimitars with 1 and 8, 1 win, 8 losses. And then at the bottom is the Nottingham Lions. 1 win, 7 losses, 1 overtime loss at home. And away from home, one win, six losses, and two overtime losses. Only team to be in three overtimes. Yeah, the only team. So they do take teams to the end. It's kind of one of those for the for the Lions, isn't it? They're either getting battered at the moment, or they're taking teams all away and just getting caught out in overtime. So we'll quickly jump on to Division 2. The Little Conference, uh, not many fixtures from last weekend. So on the Saturday, we had the Kingston Sharks at home to the Coventry Blaze. The Blaze coming out with 3-2 victors. We all seen the Facebook footage of the Tigers NHL 2 versus Billingham Buccaneers game. It finished, far, well, it finished early 
and Tigers coming out with 5-1 victors. Sunday saw the Aces lose at home 8-1 by the Tigers. And the Sheffield Titans coming out with 5-2 victors over the Kingston Sharks. So quick jump to their table. And pretty much as it was last week. You've got Telford Tigers, King of the Tree, 32 points from their 17 games. Sutton Sting, 28 points from their 17 games. Coventry Blaze in third, 27 points from 18 games. Then a big drop down to fourth, 10-point drop to fourth. Blingham Buccaneers, 17 games played, 17 points, which you've got to say for a first-year team, that is very impressive. Sheffield Titans, 16 games played, 16 points. Altrincham Aces, 16 games played, 14 points. The Bradfield Bulldogs, 15 games played, 11 points. So the league's other new team, the Kingston Sharks, 17 points. So sorry, 17 games with four points. And the Lions, two, 15 games played and three points. So the only major thing from the weekend was Laidler. The Laidler division and the game between the Buccaneers and the Tigers too. There's plenty of footage going around on Facebook to have a look at. Um, there's no denying that the Buccaneers like to play a physical kind of game. Um, that's the way they play, that's their style, that's their choice, that's their option. Um, plenty of other teams have done it in the past. Other teams have won leagues doing that. Uh, I know Telford have done it in the past. I know Bradford in the past have played a very physical game. The Warriors certainly made their name from a physical game. And it's just the way and it's just the way the Buccaneers are at the moment. They're choosing their their way with the physicality. Um can't really report much on what's going to happen. We'll have to see the dops and what happens. because um, obviously there's been three games now involving the Buccaneers that have finished early. Um, obviously the Lions walked off about three weeks ago in a Buccaneers win Buccaneers were then home to Coventry Blaze and then it was a nice issue so that game finished early uh, and then obviously the game last weekend and that's finished around a minute early I believe as well um, the referee taking the teams off the ice so we'll see what Dops do with that one and that's pretty much it um Oh, yes, the Brayhead clan. I think I'm going to mention the Brayhead clan. So just bear with me a second, folks. I've got to pull this up on my phone just so I don't get this incorrect. But they brought a fan initiative out this week, which you think, oh, yeah, that is a good idea. Let's engage with the fans a lot more. Yes, here it is. The Brayhead clan. Coming to the game against the Cardiff Devils this Sunday. Get a fist bump add-on for just... £10, adult and two kids, and help hype the players up before they hit the ice. Are you shitting me? Brayhead clan, you are taking the piss. Charging to fist pump the players. Jesus Christ, what are you playing at? You don't even have to pay to shake the king's hand when he's bloody doing his stuff. To charge £10 so kids can fist pump players, players that could be their idols, kids that could take up the game and be your very future and you wouldn't charge them £10 for a fist pump I think you take it the piss bread and I think or Glasgow whatever you're called these days you're not doing this the hockey malak very very well are we signing players with criminal records charging kids a 10 quid to knuckle up with 
players who they may idolise, the players that they'll cheer on during the game, players whose jerseys they will buy. Bit of an on-goal there, Glasgow clan. Probably best cancel that as soon as you possibly can. So on that matter of initiatives and stuff like that, I think we've got to say a big well done to the Deeside Dragons. So again, if you just bear with me and I'll pull it up, what netminder Matthew Croyle did this week. So gave a young lad a stick. Granted, yes, it was a broken stick. But obviously, these things aren't cheap at our level. Yes, at our level, we're giving things away for free. Yes, granted, it's a broken stick. It's no £10 for a bu- for a fist bump. It is a broken stick. It is being signed for by some of the D-side players, I believe. Or is it just Matty Croyle? Uh, but I do believe it has been signed. That kid took that stick to bed with him. That's a lasting memory for that child. And what do you think the first thing he's going to say when he goes to school? Never guess what I did at the weekend. What do you think those Glasgow kids are going to say? Oh, my mum had to play tennis so I can meet my favourite player. This kid's going to go to school and go, I got a hockey stick at the weekend signed by the team. How awesome is that? Just think about what you do with Glasgow clan. And very much well done to Matty Croyle and the D-Side Dragons. Well, that is me now over and out. Still haven't decided if I'm taking my microphone with me to get ready this week. Uh, I probably won't have a good full week's rest and I might do a recording the Friday I'm back. That would be a week of Friday. But who knows, I might get the urge to do a recording sat by the pool or sat by the sea. Any questions you have, anything you want to talk about, any topics you want to cover, if you just want to say hello, if you want to come on and have a chat, just let me know. You can grab me at Stick to the Pod on Twitter, now known as X. So that's literally at Stick to the Pod. You can grab me on Facebook, also Stick to the Pod. You'll get me on there. Or the old fashioned way, you could drop me an email. Imagine calling emails old fashioned. But yes, you can grab me on email at Stick to the Pod at gmail.com. Like I say, any topics you want to go over, anything, questions you want to ask, feel free. Um, obviously, we couldn't go through dops tonight, so keep a lookout for that at the end of the week. Let's see if anything interesting is there. Uh, but until then, I'll try and grab you at some point next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>